Blog Talk Radio. Tonight, but we're gonna do our best. 
Um, but there's a lot to get into tonight. We heard Dr. Train. I was like, he was on before me. In case any of you Madden, you know, Madden Voice fans out there, the I have a little switchboard studio. We got a little mini studio here that Blog Talk Radio provides. So I can see, like, when you guys call in, I can see you. You know, I can look right through your phone and see you. Um, and I can see when my fellows are on. And um, I got on, and I was watching a T.O. video that I just tweeted out, which was about eight minutes, and I started watching it about 12 of. Um, so I, I, I was on a little later than I wanted to be, but still on time. But anyway, Train was on before me. And I said, yeah, you're on because you, you got something good. Best thing to happen to Chicago since uh, I don't even know. The Super Bowl. So, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Super Bowl. So we're going to get to uh, the Mac man over there, you know, the Mac man, Dr. Train. I think he may have to just change his name now to, like, you know, Dr. Mac or something. I don't know. We got to come up with a new name. So damn happy. Uh, we're going to get to him. We're going to get to K-Star because somebody got to help me understand what's going on with Le'Veon Bell. I, I just I watched uh, first take today and figured, okay, Mike Tomlin's going to be on, and, you know, let's get to the bottom of this. And I left even more confused than in the beginning of his interview. So we're going to count on K-Star since that 16. Maybe he cleared up this confusion with Le'Veon Bell. I thought this, I thought this guy was the best back in the NFL. That's, that's what K-Star's been telling me. And yet he ain't even with the team yet. So we're gonna we're gonna get to that. Um, and we're gonna talk about them Cowboys cutting Dan Bailey, um, Travis Frederick, not you know status uncertain. Uh, we're gonna let JB uh, give us some insight on that. We know it's my team, but I gotta I gotta I gotta be fair. I I, I always as Jay say I don't leave no meat on the damn bone. So I'm gonna let him start off with the Cowboys tonight, and I'll get what he leaves me this time and see what he's got for us. Panthers coming up. I'm gonna pick JB's brain and be like, hey. What's left? What do we got? Is do the Cowboys have a shot with what's going on? So we're gonna give JB that. But before we get into all of that, y'all know the news. Y'all know what's going on. Okay, y'all know. Unless you live in like a rock or something. Although I have to admit, I um, Jay, you'll, Jay, JB, you'll appreciate this. Uh, my my youngest daughter just turned eighteen, and we had a uh, party, like a cookout kind of party. JB will tell you that that's what we do. Thank you, Arthur Floyd, because he set that trend up, and we just keep it. We yes, just sir. keep it going. Uh, uh, prayers to you, pops. So we did our what we do. Only, only thing missing was JB and, and Olivia. But anyway, you know. So we're in there, and uh, my daughter had her friend over, and um, you know, hey, you know, we all know her, Emily, and hey, how you doing, Emily? Blah blah blah. And then we're talking about like the Aretha Franklin pack thing. She didn't know who Aretha Franklin was. Um, now, wow. now, now, now. daughter again? Did you say she's 18? No, no, no. My daughter knew who she was. Her friend didn't know. 18. Oh, no. My daughter didn't know. 18? Okay. Yeah, 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 no, no. My daughter Yeah, no, I figured that. I was making sure. I was, just, I was just making, yeah, I was making sure. Now, now, in fairness to the young lady, I do want I, 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 I want to be fair. She's she she's from uh, South Korea. She's not from this country. She doesn't listen to the radio, although she does sing. She did sing in the school choir last year, or chorus, whatever they call what they do in high school. She did do that, which to me kind of reflects on the education because you you're singing all year and the name Aretha Franklin don't come up once. I mean, not one time in in the whole school year. I, I don't get it, but 
So I'm not I'm not going to hold it against her per se, um, but it was surprising that you had never even heard of Aretha Franklin at 18 years old and you sing in a senior school choir. Um, so so it is possible. The whole reason of me pointing this out is it's possible maybe you didn't hear about the whole Colin Kaepernick Nike deal. It's possible because there's people out there that can give a crap about sports, can give a crap about sport apparel, um, and so you know. You're working for NASA or something, or you're working, you know, in a cave or something. And, and, you know, you may not have heard about it. But I would submit that the vast majority of at least our country, if not the world, definitely knows what's going on. It's, it's, it's a huge story on so many levels. Um, but I want to start with Mr. K-Star. Because Mr. K-Star, the uh, self-proclaimed libertarian over there, the self-proclaimed uh, uh, handler of facts. That's what he says. I analyze facts. It's what I do for a living, K-Star has said. On this very show, I analyze data. <laughs> he has questions. Data analyst, baby. Called it a scam, and then he deleted the post. Um, he didn't have a lot of good things to say about this move. So I got to start with K-Star because... Unlike him, I wasn't going to engage him on Facebook or Twitter when we have a show for this. You know, he, he likes giving it away for free. I'm like, hey, we have a show where we can get, we can do our banter. So, Kesar, um, you didn't seem a fan of this move. So, please explain to all of us, because I'm very curious, uh, where your skepticism is coming from. We'd love to. So, um, first of all, I, I need to put it out there. Did he put it out there? <laughs> he, he, he didn't put it out there? Yeah, all right. All right, so first of all, I, I want to put it out wait, there. My, my mistake, technical difficulty. You said I need to put it out there, and then we lost you, and that was my mistake. Can you can you repeat yourself? Yeah, can you guys hear me good? Yep. Yeah, I, 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 there was some background noise. If anyone's doing anything in the background, um, please stop or I'll have to meet you. Okay, go ahead, Chase. No problem. Uh, first of all, I just want to uh, put out there the reaction to the protest is pretty stupid. Um, although I'm not a fan of the Nike Kaepernick partnership, I think that <laughs> the response from right wing media and conservatives is just, it, they look like unhinged snowflakes with the Nike burning. Um, and Honestly, they need to be donating their Nike if they don't want it to Goodwill or to people who actually would use that. It's just beyond beyond moronic to burn uh, clothes, shoes, stuff that other people can use um, just because you want to look cool on social media. That said, I mean, um, Colin Kaepernick. So I need to start off with a quick story about a really good friend of mine, and it's, it's, the, the parallels are pretty will, will be very apparent. So I have a really good friend in Colorado. He actually um, used to work with Black Lives Matter. Uh, he joined the chapter, um, and he, he's really big into the, into those sort of causes and on a case-by-case specific basis, meaning he analyzes cases to where uh, there is rumored uh, police, you know, injustice and abuse of power. And what he then does with that information, he coordinates with other police officers, uh, or the district rather, and tries to set something up to get a better understanding of what happened, what was going on, and what they can do to reconcile these, some of these differences going forward. He's very much in the uh, 
part of, of trying to change the process of something. Um, well, he ended up leaving that same chapter in in Colorado, and the reason for it was when push came to shove and meetings were actually scheduled, the chap, chapter leader would actually back out the last minute, and apparently this happened continuously. And so what he ended up doing was leaving and, and joining another unit that actually um, did actually want to meet with, with leadership to actually make uh, proactive and positive change. With Colin Kaepernick, <clears throat> um, I have a problem with not what he did because I'm actually was for and I'm on record was totally fine with him, you know, taking a knee uh, and expressing himself in that manner. But subsequently, what followed, I really have to question his motivation uh, going forward. Right. So just to recap. You know, he had that platform, and he started at what I thought was a, at first a good, a good dialogue. Um, but then he did these little things that kind of deterred away from it, and made I think some people look at his character a little more. Uh, he he wore those pig socks. Uh, the biggest thing was the Fidel Castro shirt when he was going to go play at Miami. And anyone that has any knowledge of, of Fidel Castro in Miami knows that there's a ton of Cubans that live in Miami um, who actually got to America by fleeing uh, Cuba under that communist regime. From there, you know, he opted out of his contract from San Francisco. Um, and, you know, there's been drama, and it's really been tough. I've been trying to find online actual clarity on what happened with some of his team meetings with with Baltimore and with Seattle, but there's I can't really trust what's out there because there's just too much disinformation. There's no real concise answer. I think maybe that's to do with some of the lawsuits. Um, but a couple of things really puts up red flags, and actually we talked about this about a year ago. Um, for whatever reason, Colin Kaepernick ignored the request to meet with the NFL Players Association about a lot of this about the kneeling issue. Um, another issue I had was that he ignored the request, actually that President Trump set up with uh, for him, that he wanted to meet with him to discuss prison reform. Something that you would assume that even if you don't agree with the dude or like him. As a president, it's something that you could at least try to work on to make positive, effective change via policy. That could really be, uh, help a lot of people. Now we come full circle, and he ends up making the whole deal with Nike, um, making basically money off off oppression in many ways because that same Nike global empire is accused of child abuse labor many, uh, for years. Um, so for me, it's not that I have a problem with Colin at first expressed himself and trying to do things. For me, it's more of motivation and the idea that he had some really, really big platforms that actually are far more prominent than Nike in terms of making change, whether at first it was NFL or uh, in policy, to help people's lives in a very significant way. But for whatever reason, just didn't. And so, you know, I see this DM, I'm just like, oh, my goodness. Like, to me, so, it just so seems like – let me let me let me help you. Let me help you here, because um, as usual, you you have some of the story, and you're missing significant relevant parts of the story. Um, yes, he opted out of his 49th contract. You know that he gave up a 14 and a half million uh, injury guarantee to do so. So that was his that was his intent all along. You recall he was benched for Blaine Gabbert. So what was the reason to stay in San Francisco? That the man wants to be a starter in this league. He gave up a $14.5 million injury guarantee 
so that he could opt out of that contract. So when you say opt out as if it was a bad thing, it was a business decision that helped San Francisco. He was clearly um, the backup and he wanted to be a starter. Happens all the time in the NFL where a guy says, give me an opportunity to leave and go get a starting job. That's what they did. Bam. Um, Secondly, yeah, President Trump um, did offer an opportunity to uh, meet with Colin Kaepernick, and you tend to resist the idea that Trump has a racist agenda, um, even though he's had people like Steve Bannon on his staff, and we know what Steve Bannon has done. But us in the black community know what Donald Trump is all about. Don't blame Colin Kaepernick for one minute. Um, there's no reason to meet with a man that you know is all talk and no action. And in spite of what one black preacher said, the man has done nothing for the black community. Nothing. Zero. Nothing. And Jim Brown disagrees for, with you. Jim Brown, well, I'll be right there. Jim Brown completely Jim, disagrees Jim, with you. Okay, There's a ton of people Brown that disagree is, with you, not is, just one is, preacher. Is an eight, Jim Brown is, is an 80-year-old former civil rights activist that has an opinion. He has no more information on the matter than I do. And for every one Jim Brown, I can give you 10 other high-profile African-Americans that agree with me. So just because there's exceptions to the rule doesn't mean that the vast majority of this population uh, supports this president. They do not. And well, yes, there are exceptions. I'm not saying that. Hey, that's, that's, that, that's life. But this man has done nothing for our people, period. That's how I feel, and that's how Kaepernick felt at the time. I don't know how he feels today, but that's how he felt at the time. Felt no need to sit down, and he, he's not going to face the funk like some people do. Oh, it's the president. I'm going to go meet. No, no. Why? He's going to talk a good game and not deliver, which is what he's been doing uh, actually before he even got in office, and he's what he's been doing for the last year and a half. Nothing for minorities. And, hey, he don't have to. He's president. He can do whatever he wants. But just stop acting like you have when you really have. Um, now let's look at Nike for a minute, and let's look at let's look at the other side of this deal. So Kaepernick got the okay to move forward with his case against the NFL for collusion. They they did fact finding and found that there was enough to take it to trial. That doesn't mean that the NFL colluded. Doesn't mean the NFL didn't collude. It just means there's enough evidence presented that we need to go to trial to, to fact find. So there will be a court case here with the NFL, okay? Because there's a possibility that this man who has not worked in the NFL for two years, that there could have been a collusion, right, by the NFL. We know, we've talked about it on this very show. When we look around the NFL, my very own Dallas Cowboys should have this man on their team as a backup. He'd be right now the best backup to Dak. But we know Jerry Jones and his whole stance on this. It'll never happen. But that's just one team. We could, we could probably easily peel off three or four teams that he could start right now and at least another three or four that he could back up, but he's unemployed. So, oh, and while he was unemployed, we talk about having this big platform, he committed to and has delivered a million dollars of his own money. See, because the press doesn't always cover everything, and because he's not out there tweeting and doing all these things that other people do to get attention, doesn't mean that things aren't happening. So I know for a fact that he has given a million dollars of his own money against police brutality in this country. He's done it. So now Nike says it's our 30th anniversary. 
Nike, who made Michael, who helped make Michael Jordan a billionaire, right? Nike, who when Michael Jordan said, I'm not going to wear white sneakers, which was the NFL policy, I think it's okay that our sneakers have color. And Nike said, I agree. And, you know, Nike did what they did. And there's several other things. I'm not going to get into the history of Nike. You guys can Google it. But Nike's been kind of a rebel in their, in their history. And I heard today that Adidas and Puma were approaching Kaepernick to offer him deals to join. Uh, and I don't know what the details was, but they were approaching him. So Nike's like, look, we got to come correct. And Nike said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make him the face of our 30-year Just Do It campaign because we believe that he just did it. Now, does that mean that Nike's against police brutality? Does that mean that – I don't know what that means because uh, Phil Knight hasn't really come out and said much yet. I'm sure he will at some point. We don't have any official statements yet, so I don't know what it means. But I can tell you what the implications are. The implication is that all you fools out there, and I agree with K-Star on this, that want to burn your sneakers and boycott Nike and boycott the NFL, go have at it because it ain't hurting anything. When one of the largest companies in the world is able to say, and yet I know all about their questionable trade practices, know all about it, not gonna, you know, that's not for us to debate at this time. That's who they are or isn't. And, and the bottom line is there's an opportunity to partner with someone who is a polarizing figure and make him the face of the brand right now under a very controversial image. And Nike isn't backing away. Like everybody else, oh, it's bad for business and don't watch the NFL and, and you, know, you can't do this. You, know, you don't have a right to protest because it hurts NFL business. Really? Because Nike just signed a 10-year extension with the NFL that's good through 2028 to do their merchandise. That's happened at the same time as this deal with Kaepernick. So we're going to say that Nike's stupid and one of the best marketing companies ever in the history of the world doesn't know what they're doing. So from a business standpoint, I have one word to say. Fucking brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Because guess what? What company has been talked about for the last few days? Nike, on everybody's voice. Everybody's talking about Nike. And how much is Nike paying for that? Whatever they're going to pay Kaepernick and whatever he's getting uh, to, to, to be the face of the campaign. You, can't, there's, you cannot finance that much free advertising. And is it worth a few knuckleheads that are going to boycott and quit and this and that, and like, you know, like they did last season and the season before and and the owner still got a $255 million uh, revenue share bonus at the end of the 2017 season. So how far did that boycott get you? See, this is business. Business. Okay? And on a business standpoint, brilliant move. For Kaepernick, brilliant. Yeah, you guys don't want me to play football? I can't get a contract, although there's rumors out there that there may be a team or two interested in him. We'll see. Heard that before and nothing happened, so we'll see. But, hey, you guys don't want me to play football? Okay. I, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to do this with Nike then. I'm going I'm to live. I'm going to do well. One way or another. So I, I, I hear you, K-Star, but um, this business here, bro, this, this business. Um, again, I know I'm always thinking about JP saying, you ain't leave no meat on that damn bone, but I don't want to leave K-Star, uh, Dr. Dr. Trainer, JP out of this. Y'all got anything you want to add? Y'all feel good? Do y'all agree with K-Star? I haven't talked to either one of you about this, so I don't know how y'all feel about 
this whole thing. I'm just going to quickly say I, I honestly don't have anything to add to this particular topic. I don't, I don't see what the big deal is. The NFL wouldn't support him, so he found his own support. Now everyone has an opinion about it. So uh, continue to burn the clothes that you paid your hard and money, uh, hard-earned money for. Freaking uh, idiot. Okay, uh, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they shouldn't do that. This is so stupid. Just irritating. Agreed. Absolutely nothing. Agreed on on what you said, what Dr. Train just said. Um, I couldn't have summed it up any better. Uh, anything I add to is only going to dilute it and not add substance. So I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and say right on, because y'all hit it on the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I'm curious to see a couple of things as we move forward. So there's a collusion case against the NFL. The NFL has a contract with Nike. Jerry Jones has an excellent relationship with the owner of Nike, and yet he's publicly uh, spoken out against uh, the protests. So it's going to be interesting that now the company that he has such a great relationship with is now supporting uh, um, Colin Kaepernick. It's, 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 it's really going to be interesting as they, this thing plays out. They just signed an eight-year contract with Nike. It makes me wonder. Who, the, the NFL? <laughs> yeah, the NFL did. I mean, it yeah, just, just makes said, me wonder. I just said they that. just did this. You weren't paying, you weren't, you weren't paying attention. I just said that. They I didn't, I didn't hear the eight-year part. Well, I didn't, I didn't hear the eight-year part. I just said through 2028. Okay. No, I just said through 2028. Yeah. Okay. But it, see, this is what this is what people got to understand. I mean, listen, I work for one of the largest mortgage companies, and I don't, you know, I don't want to talk too much about um, – my, you know, what I, you know, I kind of keep in the football, but let me, you know, I work for one of the largest mortgage companies out there. Okay. And my company has faced some challenges, but life goes on. You don't stop doing business. You don't stop trying to be better and you don't stop trying to make profits. That's what for-profit businesses do is what's our next success story. Where are we going to make that next dollar from? That's what it's all about. Period. And so when you have a Fortune 100 company like Nike, and they come out and they say, we see this as a good deal, and then they, they decide to make this man, you know, the picture of, of their uh, marketing campaign, you know, I think the problem is, and I saw a quick interview with Donald Trump, a little quick one that they did, and he actually said he wouldn't do it. He doesn't agree with it, but he respects Nike's right to do it. Hmm. Hmm. Finally, a a ounce of reason from forty five. Finally, <laughs> like 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 that's okay. Like I, I'm okay with him saying that. I wouldn't do it. I don't agree with it. But you know, when he gets up there and talks about the anthem protest and mistakenly hijacks the topic to say that it's a disrespect to the flag, a disrespect to the military. Why doesn't he continue and say, but I understand that there's a police brutality issue. I understand how, you know, black America might feel. And I do believe, while I don't support this form of protest, I understand why. And I believe that there needs to be something done about it. Why hasn't he said that? I have never heard him say that. Not once. Not once. Well, he's trying to work on prison reform. He can't. 
do police reform because it's little, little, not a yeah, federal police issue. Yeah, prison reform. That's he does that's, not that's care. That's it has nothing to do with what he's working on. He simply does not care. His young black man dying in the street. Why does Why does he care? He doesn't care. We kill each other in our own neighborhoods. So now the police are doing it. No, it doesn't he's care. He's the only one who showed an ounce for care in Chicago. Care. He actually talked about bringing he federal police to Chicago like, to really, try to. Uh, all right, care. you can say it as much as you want, but there's some evidence because to the contrary. Because it's the truth. He's talked about. And it's folks like right, you yeah. and other folks who don't really get that shit. You don't give a uh, fuck about how many black men die in these streets. I guarantee you. It's truly the, the question is, is a legitimate question that, that, that Kamish just asked. If you're so against this whole issue with protesting the flag, why not get down to the root reason as, as to why they're protesting the flag? Quit dancing around it. Quit changing the narrative, answer the question, and do something about it. You're talking about the person who is the most powerful person in the world, in the world, not just in this country, in the world. So any influence he has, positive or negative, he has that influence, and he's not taking advantage of it in the right and positive way. Address the root cause. Don't address the ancillary peripheral stuff. That's easy. He's avoiding that. Get right to the root cause if that's truly how he feels. And I have yet, myself, heard him get to the root cause. And once he gets to the root cause, there's reason for a discussion. Until then, it's just going to be the same old rhetoric. Well, I just said what I'm waiting to hear. And sorry, Case, but prison reform is so irrelevant to this particular topic. It's, it's an issue that it's, it's certainly an issue. It's like saying, um, you know, uh, I, I'm going to deal with um, unemployment by dealing with prison reform. What's the connection? Well, if someone's not working, then they're not making money. And then if they're not making money, then they're going to go out and steal. And if they're going to go out and steal and they, and they go to jail, well, we've got a lot of problems in prison and we need to reform what's going on in prison. We need to, you know, there's, there's issues there and we need to take a close look at that. Okay. Well, Jesus Christ, <laughs> uh, uh, let's go back a few notches. You know, it's so non-responsive to this issue, like completely. And I think he knows this. That's the problem here is is I never once said Trump was stupid. I never once have I ever. You can listen to every show, every time. I have never once said that 45 was stupid. I think he knows exactly what he said. That's why I'm waiting to hear him say, I don't agree with the protest. However, I understand why, and I think we need to do something about the cause of why um, these athletes feel a need to protest. Roger Goodell said that. Roger Goodell said, I want to sit down with the Players Association and come out and work out something that makes sense because I understand why they're protesting. I wish they wouldn't. Hell, Jerry Jones hasn't even said what I'm asking Donald Trump to say, so I'm not playing favorites here. The owner of my team hasn't even come out and said I understand why they're protesting, and it's an issue. No, all you said was, I'm running a business here, and on my watch, you will not kneel. You will stand. That's what he said, which had me so irate a few, show, a few shows ago. But if you understand so, that there's a legitimate purpose, and you're a position of power, then 
why aren't you addressing that? Why aren't you talking to us about that? Why, why instead are you standing up there saying, I wish these NFL owners would say, you're fired to any of these players that kneel? How is that addressing the issue? Well, unfortunately, and this is something I'm not, uh, I don't support him on. He thinks that this is like a political win for him rhetoric-wise. Uh, I'm not a fan of his NFL flag stance at all. I think you know that. I've been on the record on that quite a few times. It's annoying in many respects. But what I often say is not even what – it's outside of his governance. And the only reason why I brought up prison reform is because there's no way – like from a, a president's standpoint, he can't – take all the, the, the police officer issues and fix it on his own. Like, right. Those are local, those are state issues that the federal, like the FBI is something that which he would be in charge of. Right. It's not like it would be something that he would have control over California state police or, you know, or things no, like that. that. that would he would be responsible be for the, FBI. He would be responsible for ICE. That would actually, no, no, no. That would actually be the department of justice. And he actually does have a lot of power over what can go on. Yeah. Yeah. For the FBI and for ICE. Yes, and no, no, he has jurisdiction over FBI and, and with ICE. But like I'm saying that, for, like a lot of this stuff is some state issues uh, around the country. Um, I don't know what a president can do about that on his own. He's talked about sending some militia in Chicago. I don't know, man. Um, but I, I'm just saying that I think it might be outside his scope of, of what he can actually govern uh, on a large scale. I wish you would. I will say this. I wish you would address in the way in which you guys brought up because I think that would be much more productive and more healthy for the society and for the country in general. I really wish you would. Uh, at least well, even if he can't do anything I, about I, it himself, talk about it in a more positive manner. I, don't, I really wish you would. I, I don't agree at all that it's outside of his scope. There, there's, really, there, there, there's really nothing outside. I mean, I get the difference between local government, state government, but I get all of that. But, again, the jurisdiction here is Department of Justice. He's got full power over the Department of Justice. There's a lot he could do on that level that would trickle down. He may not have his hands directly on it, and he shouldn't have to. He, you know, it's too far. That's too far into the weeds for the president to be on. But at his level, there's a lot of things that he could do as far as ordering, you know, hearings, investigations. Let's look into this. You know, like, 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 you know, he looked at. Do you remember? Do you remember the whole I Donald J Trump? call for an immediate ban of Muslims entering this country until we can see what the hell is going on. Remember that? He wasn't even president yet. Um, you know, but why can't he order the Department of Justice to do some sort of invasion? I don't, I don't know enough of the details, although we have family at the Department of Justice on a fairly high level. We'll just leave that right there. I could find out if I really wanted to, but then they'd probably have to kill me, and I don't want to die yet. So um, <laughs> the point is, the point is, he's not doing anything. The point is, right. he's not even saying, I think this is a valid issue, and however, presidential powers limit me. I, like, not nothing. Zero. No discussion. No conversation. Nothing. But he had no problem jumping in and saying fire NFL players because they're uh, protesting against the anthem and against our veterans, which we all know, the four of us have agreed, that's not the purpose of it. So the reason that he's doing anything and the reason Dr. Train got so passionate is because he's, he's catering to his base. That's what he's doing with this issue. He's catering yeah, no, I to agree. his I base. Yeah, no, I agree. I wish he would stop. I wish he would stop. Yeah. I agree. But he's not going to stop because that's what he does. He caters to his base. Has the nerve to give himself an A-plus to say he's done more as a president than any president in history. I've never heard 
so much BS from a person in my life. Obama, Clinton, Bush, Bush, you know, none of these guys, Reagan, none of these guys spoke like this guy on, you know, on how much they've done and how much they've accomplished. The only time they ever was either in debates or at State of the Union. Other than that, hey, got to get to work. I don't have time to get out there and brag about what I've done, even if it is a lie. I just work. Republicans and Democrats. That's all yep. I hear every time I turn on the TV. That's all I hear is him bragging about the booming economy that he inherited. His great unemployment. Awesome unemployment that he inherited. The great stock market that he inherited. Need I go on? Now, hey, give him credit. He didn't screw any of that up. He hasn't done anything to make it worse yet. But, but you know, Bill Parcells, put down the anointing oils, bro. You inherited all this stuff. You inherited it all. Oh, and now the truth's really coming out. People are really getting vocal about the so-called tax cuts now. And analysis is coming out saying, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Remember that great tax cut he did? Ah, oh, shit. You know, the corporate one doesn't expire, but the one for the middle class does. But it actually helps. It helps In the middle years. class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. But, but, but the real winners was the wealthy. Now, it's, now even Republicans are starting to see that now. Even they're coming out and saying, "Oh shit! Oh wow!" Anyway, I, I can go on and on. This ain't a political. This ain't this ain't a, this ain't a political yeah. show. Although it is, but I I I, I, I will say this. Um, um, I'm happy for the Nike ad. I'm pleased. I hope more good comes of it. And for all you idiots out there that want to burn your sneakers and burn your, your apparel, K-Star posted it. He said it right. If you really want to get rid of it, then just donate it somewhere. Just donate it, just donate it to the Salvation Army Goodwill, your local church. Most churches will take the donation off your hand. You don't want to wear it. You don't want to buy it. Fine. You don't want to watch um, uh, NFL anymore. More power to you. I know what I'll be. <laughs> I know I'll be watching every game I can this season. If y'all don't want to watch it and y'all want to listen to the show anymore, okay, bye. You know, don't need you. Don't need you. Fan. Good luck to you. Wish you the best. But we're going to be right here every week doing what we do. So there's a hashtag, I stand with Cap. I stand with Cap. I sit with Cap. And I kneel with Cap. Let's move on. All right. Going to slide over to Dr. Train. And, you know, give him a minute. Now, we all we all know Matt got signed. Um, I guess the question is, you know, is this – it's a great pickup, obviously. Um, you know, he uh, – you know, Aaron Donald got re-signed and became the highest player in defensive history. That lasted about a day. <laughs> and then Matt took the title. So, right now, I believe he's the highest play, paid player in NFL uh, defensive player history. Um, the, the question for you, Train, is, did this one signing, in your opinion, is this really a situation where you guys are now a force in your division? Is this going to really pay dividends, or is there still some more pieces to this puzzle? Um, I honestly, I honestly think it makes us a playoff contender. Uh, I don't see, I don't see how it doesn't pace. Uh, Mind you, I mean, you love to do your team through the draft, but he went out and he signed uh, uh, the best available free agents, free agents out there for Austin and Allen Robinson and 
Trey Burton, and he got some speed in Tyler Taylor, uh, Taylor Gabriel. Uh, even through the even through the draft, you know, he he got what he thought the best, which was the best middle linebacker out there. But to go and add this guy, to go and add Khalil Mack next to a defense that was already top ten with a team that has the ability to run the ball, uh, Jordan Howard is. Man, so under underrated is ridiculous. I, I don't see how a running back who's been up there in uh, rushing yards along with Ezekiel Elliott and uh, Todd Gurley doesn't make the top 100. It just doesn't make sense. But uh, you put folks like Jimmy Garoppolo up there who hasn't even played a full season. Ridiculous. Uh, I don't even know who does those rankings. At this point, I don't, I don't, even, I don't even watch anymore. Um, but no, I think it absolutely makes makes us uh, contender this year and right now. Okay. Um, does anybody disagree? Any any either of you guys disagree that this move makes them a contender? A contender for what? For the division, or I can really make up a contender part. Playoffs. Playoffs. Uh, yeah, yeah, a- a- yes, absolutely. And actually, Trey, I'm just curious. What was your first reaction when you found out? I wish I had seen it or heard it. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my first thought I'm, I'm not lying to you. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm a train tapping. I'm, I literally, um, uh, we're in Cancun, and, uh, you know, even though I'm enjoying vacation, I'm going to me, JP. Panthers, you got the Falcons, um, you know, uh, you know, Rams, 
going to be there. You know, um, we don't know about the Seahawks. I, I, I'm on the fence about them. Um, I'm, you know, feel, frankly, I feel the same about my Cowboys on the fence about them as well. But I mean, I think I just named, you know, <laughs> um, 16 teams. I probably named nine teams, 10 teams. So I, I, I'm not convinced yet. It could happen. But let me ask you this. Who are you opening up? Who's your opening day game? Who's your first game? Green Bay Pack. I'm sorry? Green Bay Pack. Green Bay Pack. Okay, we'll know. Sunday night football. <laughs> we'll know. So is Kawhi, is Kawhi playing uh, that Sunday night? I imagine he is a little bit at least. Uh, who? Yeah, he will. He, he says who playing? Roquan? Ro- Kawhi, Mac. Oh, um, Khalil? Mack, no, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm saying that. Sorry, Khalil Mack. Yeah. He's oh, playing, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I actually said Khalil. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're bringing him up to speed so he can play in it. He, he, can, he can play in it again. I have no doubt that he'll be playing in it again. There's no way we're going up against Aaron Rodgers without without the best. Yeah. Defense, without the highest paid defender in the league uh, on the table. I don't know, but at the end of the day, uh, when it's third and whatever, or or second and second and long, I mean, it's not that hard to bend the corner and rush the passer. He hasn't forgotten how to do that. It don't take a whole lot, whole lot to do that other than beat the man in front of you. Um, but I guess yeah, let's, you, let's I just, see you. There are. No, I was gonna say, let's just clear this up. He's gonna play. They're not playing him. You yeah. know, eight hundred billion dollars to miss the opening game against Green Bay. He's gonna be on that field. How many plays? We'll see. They may they may give right. him thirty forty plays, you know, a special package, uh, but he gonna play. I promise you that. So you, I'm sorry, Trey, you were saying, Trey? Oh no, I was saying, you know, I understand where you're coming from with the uh, with the toughness of the of the of the NFC, but I'm a real with you. I, I you know I follow my team closely, and I, I follow, you know. Uh, how we did last year and, and what we did not have versus what we have, and man, it's a complete 180 with the amount of talent that he added between last season and this season. And Minnesota is probably my biggest worry uh, in the division. Uh, Green Bay, I'll always be concerned about Aaron Rodgers, but Green Bay's defense is not is not, is not that great, and I think our defense can be good enough to uh, keep us in games and keep it close. And honestly, the the wild card, the question mark, the question mark of of Chicago will be how well will the offense be in the passing game? All right, and I, when I say specifically passing game, because we have the ability to run the ball, we showcased that last year. We showcased that the year before. Well, with, with all that's, due fairness, though, so, but with all due fairness, this isn't just about what your team has done. It's about what the other 15 teams in the conference did too. True. You know, every, no Very one, sat, no one sat pat. No one sat pat. A lot of teams improved in the off season. So, um, I get you know your team well, but how well do you know what everybody else did? And did you? So your teams at one level that was five and eleven, and we got all these other teams that were many of them, most of them higher, and they went out and worked too. So did your team get to the point where they can be competitive with these other teams where they weren't a year ago? That's the question on the table. Because, I, you know, yep. and again, I'm worried about Dallas. <laughs> I'm very worried because these teams, all, everybody went out and got better. Like, everybody went out and got better. JP, I know I interrupted you. I just had to respond to, to that point. 
No, that's fine. Uh, but where train was going was kind of where I was going. It's you give a hundred was one hundred forty one mil over six years with almost nine mil guaranteed to one player on the defensive side of the ball. That must mean you're putting all of your chips in the center for Trubisky, and he's coming into his second year. You got to think about the weapons that he has now, the receivers that he has, and are they banking that he's going to have that huge leap in his sophomore year so they don't have to worry about it? Or are they thinking that this was the final piece of the puzzle? Plus, what does this say about Rokon Smith, their, their number one draft pick from this year, too? So those those are things that, Crane, I, I, I got a question for you about and want to know your thoughts on. Um, I'm going to make sure I understand what, you, what you're asking in regards to Roquan impact or his ability to start day one? What, what exactly are you? Are well, it, then, then just, I guess, clarification on with Matt coming over, does that have an impact on, on Roquan at all? Man, Matt coming over has an impact on all other different players on defense. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm talking about Roquan Smith specifically. No? I mean, I don't, when you say, I, I, well, let me see. Can I answer all possible things of impact? What you mean by impact? Uh, Roquan won't be going anywhere. He will be playing alongside Khalil Mack. He will be part of that four linebacker group that will feature Leonard Floyd, Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith, and Danny Trevathan. Uh, cool. That's, turn that's, out that's to what be I was One of the best linebacking cores. Yes. That's all right. So, so that that takes care of the Roquan part of it. Okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if, if he was replacing his position and, and, and Roquan would be going to the bench. I just didn't know because, like I said, I don't follow the Bears the way you do, so I figured that would be a question I could ask you. But more importantly yes. is the fact that they're giving up. I mean, I'm not so much concerned about the draft picks because uh, if if they do make the playoffs, then those those picks turn out to be no, be, no better than a 21st pick in upcoming draft. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. if they do make the playoffs. So that part of it I'm not concerned about. It's just the fact that they're throwing such a large amount of money at one player. It makes me think that they feel as though they've got the other position sold up, the secondary sold up, quarterback position. Obviously they feel comfortable about, but is it that comfortable? Offensive, defensive line. I guess that's where I'm going. Let's let's ask the question, though. So the question here is, do you think they threw that much money because they feel like this was the missing link or because they had a lot of cap space? Is there more to do? I mean, that's really, that's, that's the question. Was this the last piece of the puzzle? I, Thus they said, we've got the money. Let's, let's go get this guy. And I think it's a, it's a combination of, uh, see, when you look at, uh, when you look at where Chicago is, as far as signing their, signing their players that they feel they want to keep and, can be uh, and that can contribute uh, consistently, starter or or even um, all pro level. They locked all those guys on the contract, and in order to in order to get the deal with Khalil Mack, in order to put the bow on it, you had to you had to pay this guy, and we had the cap space to do it. Uh, we don't have to pay Trubisky for the next three years, but we don't even have to look towards the quarterback way. He's only the second year. Um, the only other defensive line, the only other person that that's really up that 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 is a consistent contributor and a starter would be Eddie Goldman, our starting our starting uh, no tackle. 
and gave Who you guys throwing the ball bank. to on offense? Who are you throwing the ball to on offense? Allen Robinson, Robin, Trey Burton, Taylor Gabriel, Anthony Miller. Robinson's nice. Who are the other ones? Taylor Gabriel came over from uh, Atlanta. Yeah. Okay, we'll see. Go out. Yeah, he was a third receiver Trey on the Falcons team. Trey Burton Who came over one? from came over from the Trey Burton came over from the Eagles. Okay, so outside of Robinson, questionable. Robinson can play. Um, yeah, he's got to be healthy. Yeah, and he's got to be healthy. Good point. Excellent point. Got to be healthy. I mean, honestly, our whole team needs to be healthy because we have we've had two years of just injury. Beyond injuries on top of injuries. Well, no, I mean it's a reason. You know, that's that, that's that's. Why I mean, I, I, no, no, I, I, yeah, everybody's got to stay healthy. But I'm just saying he was just injured, so that's that's why that's why we're saying that. Um, you got what's your running back? I can't remember his name. What's your running back? The guy who was just a rookie gets me what second year now. Man, you don't you don't make me punch in the gun. You know who Jordan Howard is. Good playing. Jordan Howard, I knew it was Jordan something. <laughs> I forgot, you know, man, we getting back, we just getting back in this, man. I'm coming off. Come man. on, man. You know what I'm saying? You see don't my you, Facebook, you know what you. I do. When I'm not working, where am I at, baby? I'm at the beach. I ain't in Cancun like you are. I'm at the beach, bro. Okay, I'm at the beach. I'm at the club, man. You know, so I'm just getting back into the football swing. Give me, give me a minute, okay? So you got, yeah, he, he, he and is he healthy? You got he Jordan nice. Howard. He you got. You got Tariq. You got Tariq Cohen. Yep, he's healthy. hasn't yep. missed, hasn't missed a game. You got Tariq Cohen, who's our who's our who's our Joker Joker back. You got Benny Cunningham, yep. who's that who's that veteran who can uh come in on third down and just he's that unsung hero that don't nobody really think about. Yeah, hey, well, we, 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 yeah, we talk yeah. starters here. We I, you know I don't want to hit backups because oh, you know well, backups are backup. But I mean, but, but your starter's nice, so he he's nice. Yeah, he's nice. Yep. So, you know you're good there. Okay, all right. So you know, let's see what happens. And, Did and, I hear anything about the O line? The O line, the O line is the same O line as as before. There's been no change. I love the fact that there's consistency. The only change is that uh, left guard, and it'll be Eric Kush who was injured who was injured last year, uh, and he'll be back this year. But the the I, I don't have any. I really don't have any concerns about the offensive line other than the fact that. Kyle Long needs to stay healthy. He needs to last. A, he needs to last the season. He is definitely our best offensive line. Okay. All right. Well, listen. You know, last year we didn't talk a lot about the Bears because there wasn't really a lot to talk about. Um, <laughs> so let's see if this year they give us something to talk about. You know what I mean? Let's see if uh, if you're feeling that they're going to be a playoff team, and it really starts with. That opening game. Where, where, where's the game at? Is it in Chicago or in Green Bay? Oh, it's in Green Bay, man. Oh, boy. Sunday night football. It's going to be interesting. Okay. Sunday night man, football oh, in Green Bay. It's That's a great I'll game. I'll be watching but... that one. Yeah, so so will I. Unless I get an offer, I can't refuse, uh, which is very you possible. Know? Then I'll have to DVR it. Yeah, hey, man. I, you know, my brother got a social life, man. I, you know. Yeah, I won't get into those details. Just check out my Facebook. But anyway, that's a, that's a topic for another day. All right, let's switch over and give K-Star some airtime here. He's been sitting over there quietly talking. He said, why are we talking about a teammate made the playoffs in how many years? He's like, that's, I, I, I know that's what K-Star's thinking. Um, so let's talk about the Steelers, man. Let's <laughs> talk about K-Star's Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, 
you know, it's really only one thing. I mean, we, you know, we know the Steelers that come to play every year. We, we, we know that they're, you know, they're always in the playoff hunt every year. As long as they got Tomlin and Ben and Bell and, and Brown and, you know, some level of a defense, we know they're going to be in the mix. And we all recognize and understand that. Um, but I got I to gotta find out from the man himself, man, it's your team. This is your team. And yet Bell hasn't signed his franchise tag, nor has he reported. And the season is Tuesday. Okay? Season starts, like, after tomorrow, and they play Sunday. So what you got, man? I mean, what's going on over there in Pittsburgh? Um, well, so Marquise Pouncey, our all-pro center, basically said that he expects – and he didn't say that he talked to Le'Veon personally, but he sounded pretty damn sure that Le'Veon would be in tomorrow. Uh, there's a few other Steelers that echoed that sentiment. None of them are saying that it came from Le'Veon, but um, it may have came from Le'Veon. Who knows uh, if it did or not. But I know those two are really good friends, uh, Marquise Pouncey and Le'Veon Bell. So if, if Le'Veon is not in at practice tomorrow or in Steelers uh, in the Steelers facility um, – it is panic time because what that suggests to me is that he does intend to hold out into the season. And I think the reason why he would, if that does occur, which would be terrible, if he does decide to do that, I think he's trying to preserve his body for next free agent smart, uh, next season, next off season rather. I think he knows that when he comes back to Pittsburgh uh, in the offense, he's going to get his usual 300 plus touches um, a year. You know, he last year led a league in total touches from uh, uh, carries plus receptions. So I think that if, again, if he does not show tomorrow, I think that is his going strategy is maybe come later on in the season, which would be terrible, uh, I reiterate. Um, but I think it will be to preserve his body, to try to give himself a better opportunity to make the case that he's deserving of all this money that Todd Gurley got um, this past offseason. Again, hopefully it doesn't come to that, but that's what the rumor is uh, in regards to him being there tomorrow. He's expected to be there tomorrow as of Tuesday. Obviously, he's not uh, our GM. Uh, Kevin Colbert expressed disappointment in that they expected him to be in on Monday. Uh, it was rumored he'd be in on Labor Day, but uh, Le'Veon said that was fake news. So who knows? Um, so all eyes on tomorrow with Le'Veon and Steelers camp. If he's not there, I'm, I'm truly afraid he's going to hold out into the season uh, for what the reasons I, I mentioned earlier. Uh, can't stop you. I'd be in full-fledged panic mode right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'm worried. And I'm being absolutely truthful with you, and I'm going to tell you why. Because you're, you're absolutely right. I think he's holding out. and um, Tomorrow will be a telltale, but I think he's trying to preserve his body. I think the Steelers, once he gets in, on the field, they're going to run him into the ground. And I think that, yeah. from what I've heard, he can, he can hold out until, I think, week eight, either week six, eight, or ten. I can't remember which one it is. To make to make sure the season counts for him. Yeah, yeah, and that's that could be part of what he's doing. Also, even if he does show up tomorrow, he might be in physical shape, but he's not in football shape. And you know yeah. how hamstrings and groins and calves and stuff like that pop up out of nowhere and they linger. Just look at last year; he did the same thing. Started off slow the first four games, and then he started to come on a little bit towards the the latter part of the season. You don't want that to happen twice. And because he's held out this long, there's a sure possibility that that could occur again. 
even more so with the fact that now he's holding out even longer, which means he couldn't have this go into the regular season. So I would be panicking right now. I'd have been panicking because remember a couple of weeks ago, I told y'all he ain't signed yet, and everybody was like, oh, he'll be all right. And two weeks later, here we are. He's I never said that. Yet. I didn't say he'd be all right. I never once said he'd be all right. That was gay star. <laughs> I didn't say it because I heard him say he didn't want to sign a franchise tag. Heard him say it. So, yeah. you know, uh, I, I, I don't know what he's doing. That's why, I, that's why I'm asking the question because I don't yeah. know what he's doing. I just did a quick Google search, and I, I see what K-Star is referring to. Um, Bleacher Report is saying, uh, yep, Bleacher, download the app. I have the app. Oh, uh, Le'Veon Bell reportedly expected to join Steelers Wednesday after holdout. Members of the Steelers reportedly expect running back Bell to rejoin the team Wednesday following a holdout that extended through the end of preseason. Um, teammates believe Rappaport, uh, teammates believe that he is going to be there on Wednesday. That is what everyone believes, except there's no guarantee he actually shows up. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I see what you're talking about. So tomorrow's a big day. And... <laughs> tomorrow's a big day. Yeah, tomorrow's a huge day, but I still be panicking just because of soft tissue injuries and the fact that he's not in football shape. And he started off slow yeah. last year. Yeah, the only thing I'll say to that, though, is um, – it's actually two years in a row he came in late. The, two years ago it was actually because he was suspended in the first couple of games, and he still had a fantastic season. He might be slow for a game or two, and obviously it's not ideal, but at this point we kind of know what it is. Um, he's kind of a he, – he knows how to keep himself in, in great shape. Obviously football shape is different. So hopefully uh, if he comes out tomorrow, um, probably will not play week one or, or play hardly at all week one. Hopefully he'll be ready uh, week two and, and probably be in his normal self week three or four. But – uh, luckily, our schedule starts off pretty easy. You play at Cleveland week one. Don't sleep on Cleveland, bro. I know Hard Knocks was really inspirational to everyone, but come on. They're a better team. No, they are. Can I ask? They're a better team. Let me just say, hold on, Trey. I just want to say, they were a better team they were last year. That's all I'm saying is they got nothing to do with Hard Knocks. I do with personnel, but go ahead, Trey. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, I, right. I I just I really just want to uh, ask K Star in general. Like um, right now, that guy is like no, he's not there. He's not there, and your starting running back is Con, who has yeah, James Con looked better than, than he did uh, last year. Um, all crazy. I mean, he looks he, he looks he runs best. I mean, how confident are you with that guy as a running running back position? and what the offense can do, and whether you can sustain enough wins until Bill actually returns. And if he does return, whether he's really going to be get the backfield handed back to him. Well, I'm much more confident than I was last year around this time in terms of, like, running back depth. We'd really uh, – last year, Connor was hurt. He wasn't very good. This year he's – Shown a lot of improvement and promise. I know he had cancer a couple of years ago, which like slowed his NFL start. Uh, but he's a third-round pick from Pitt. Uh, good, good player at Pitt. Uh, had a really nice off-season. He, he catches a ton of passes, which is good. So like, uh, just, you know, from a scheme standpoint, um, it's not Le'Veon, but at least he can do some Le'Veon things. I mean, I think the offense was run through Ben and, uh, or sorry, through uh, AB and Juju Smith-Schuster. 
frankly, uh, with some checkdowns to, to Connor. And, I mean, luckily, you know, the Steelers have a pretty good offensive line uh, that can create holes and, and make it a little easier for them. But, I mean, the, the way the Steelers' schedule does begin, I'm a little more confident than um, I was last season around this time. Uh, you know, but at the end of the day, it's not Le'Veon. We want Le'Veon Bell because he is, you know, arguably the best running back in football. And it's just a consistent producer, which, you know, you're going to get each and every week. Um, so, you know, uh, I do think, though, regardless, it'll always be Le'Veon's backfield because he's just, you know, there's not a lot of players that can uh, do what he does. Again, one of the best players in the in the league. Um, and just seeing him last two years come into the season late, whether it's by or, or whether, you know, he came in a little sluggish beginning of the year because of the holdout or, or via suspension. I mean, this isn't too off schedule for him in terms of what, you know, uh, preparing himself and that expectation. So I'm not too concerned about, like, you know, him re-equating and, and getting back to his normal self midseason or, or early on in the season. But tomorrow's a big day. <laughs> Tell you that. I am a little worried about tomorrow. Hey, 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 I have to share this with you guys because it's actually pretty deep. Um, I was I was scrolling Facebook because I'm always looking for different, you know, sporting stuff I can share on. And this is actually a sporting comment, but it's pretty deep, so – you know, I hope you guys are sitting down. Many are ready to boycott Nike over over a black guy, but won't boycott the Catholic Church for priests molesting and raping children. Let that marinate for mm. a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, hey, I got nothing against the Catholic Church. I actually went to Catholic school as a young lad, so I, I, I don't want to come across as being got nothing against the Catholic Church, but gotta got to let Put that marinate. I'm I'm just saying it does put things in perspective just a little bit. Just a little bit. Boy, that was a good one. Boy, that was a good one. Boy, that was a good one. Okay. All right. Um, So we talked about the Bears. Uh, Sunday night's a big game for the Bears. We talked about um, the Steelers, and let's see if Bell comes back tomorrow and I think K-Star's sleeping a little bit on these Browns. I'm not saying they're going to win, but uh, I think I think he's sleeping on them a little bit. So let's see what happens. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, K-Star, you know, has a habit of sometimes taking, you know, um, yeah, opponents slightly. You know, in case y'all forgot, you know, um, in case you forgot. All right. Um, Obviously, the Steelers won with this game. They're on defense. Uh, total yards are scoring. One of the most, one of the most anemic offenses in all of football. Um, the ankle for Big Ben is a lot better than what it was uh, against San Francisco, which is definitely uh, good news. But uh, while we lost Mendenhall, Hall, you know, again, uh, Mike Wallace, Antonio Brown, two prolific receivers for us. Uh, I just don't see how, you know, Tim Tebow and the Broncos can match us point for point uh, at, at mile high. Um, again, that offense is. Just horrendous to begin with, and they're playing against their one defense in the league. Uh, Troy Polamalu, James Harris, Lamar Williams, they're coming for you, Tim Tebow. I love you, but not this Sunday. Not this time. I haven't played that in a while. It's, you know, i got to play it at least once a year. And y'all, If you all recall, this was my response right at that night uh, many, many, many moons ago. You don't want to come on the Madden voice if y'all lose to Denver, man. Now I'm a girl. I would forever hate Tim Tebow. I'm gonna get on oh, the train. Man. Get on right now. <laughs> okay, with what you gave me about Romo and how oh, oh. Romo and this and that and Romo and he didn't do it and blah, 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 all that bull, man, do not. I'm gonna tell you now, get the blue. 
bug, get a cold, get something, man. Sprain it, get a high ankle sprain, something. But you don't want to come on the Madden Voice next Tuesday night. If I don't care how, I don't care if Ben gets knocked out the first play and don't play the whole game. Don't come on the show next week because there's no way on earth the Steelers should lose. It. Yeah, and we know what happened. Um, we, we know what happened. Still sick. Yeah, we know. Still, we know about that, that you even said all that. Boy, we know what happened. So I'm just saying, you should. This is years later, of course, but you should learn, man. Don't take now. This ain't the playoffs, but the Browns, man. Let's see what happens. But JV, let's now. Let's talk about a real team. Now we don't talk about these pretenders. Let's talk about a real team. JV, talk to me about the Cowboys, man. I want to hear your. I'm always feeling all the sun, sun to eating up all the steak, leaving no meat on the bone. I'm sorry, I get so passionate, but I'm I'm not going to do it this time. I'm going to just talk. I'm just going to mention the issues, and then I want your perspective. Dan Bailey, cut. Travis Frederick, um, you know, I, I, I don't know if they've officially announced it, but pretty much he ain't playing for several games because of the, the uh, immune deficiency syndrome. Uh, Des Bryant still out there looking for a team. Uh, Jason Witten retired, okay? Uh, backup quarterback, shit, sucks, okay? Um, never went out and got Earl Thomas. I mean, there's still time, but it seems unlikely. Um, you know, JB, what's going on in Dallas, and what do you see from this team with all of these things going on, and what's your perspective on this season? You know, are they going to be a contender in this division? Oh, yeah, that's, this is going to be tough because uh, you said it earlier, and I'll reiterate what you said because I felt the same way. I am definitely concerned. I'll just start off with Dan Bailey being cut. I really don't understand that one. Granted, last year when he came back from the groin injury, he wasn't himself. But from what I recall during the preseason, outside of one bad practice, he was nailing everything. So it seems like, to me, based on that, he was back to his old self. It really looks like it's just a salary cap issue. But given the fact of what he's making versus what this rookie is making, Okay, granted, two million is two million, but to me, when you have a field goal kicker as elite as Dan Bailey is, we talking about second most accurate kicker in history, and knowing that you're going to be in a gang of tough close games, that's your X factor. That's your wild card. That's the guy that's going to get you over the hump. He's worth the additional two million or three million, whatever it is, over someone that, to me, he may have had a great preseason, but preseason and regular season are two different things. This guy is tried and true. I would have kept him on myself but I, I don't understand that portion of it. Um, yes, they didn't go out and get Earl Thomas. Seems like the, the defense with, with Gregory, and hopefully I'm praying that everything worked out fine because it seems like uh, the NFL was hiring their own investigator or medical doctor or something to give him clearance, praying that he gets clearance and all that is, is laid to rest. Hopefully Jalen Smith will come back even healthier than he was last year. There's injuries in the safety position, the defensive backfield, that concerns me a bit, too. Um, the offensive line, I'm definitely concerned about with Travis Frederick having that Gillian Barr syndrome, the autoimmune uh, disease. He's the anchor of that offensive line, and it's been nothing but shuffling folks trying to figure out who's going to give them the best combination to succeed. And you've got a Carolina team that's um, they're going to be hungry. Say what you will about the aging veteran of Davis and Peppers, those guys are still playing. They're still balling. So to have a, a basically a patchwork offensive line against a, a formidable 
defensive front, and it's in Carolina. On top of it, if I remember correctly, I'm, I'm concerned about that. Not sure really what's going on, but I will say this. If the Cowboys are going to be successful this year, Coach Garrett has to coach his ass off. That is going to be the number one priority. He is going to have to coach his ass off because I don't see this team getting to the playoffs if he does not do that. Okay. Um, good good response. Um, couple of, couple of things to add. Um, yeah, so the, 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 the Grandy Gregory thing was part of his reinstatement. So there was no real, you know, the media, you know, they run with things, but that was part of it. Part of it was he had to go meet with an NFL doctor, um, get an interview and, and a drug test to see. Uh, that interview was last Thursday, and we've heard nothing since, which leads me to believe now there's still – there's still a little time, but generally these things, I mean, I'd say Thursday the latest, uh, but generally by now, because, you know, if he did something where he needed to be suspended again or, you know, whatever, they kind of let him know kind of by like today so the team has a chance to, you know, adjust, bring something, you know, make their decisions if he's not going to play. I, I think they, you know, realistically could hear something tomorrow but I think, again, the media made a much bigger deal out of it than it really was, which really irritated me because this was routine. Yeah. It, it was, I heard all It was that. routine. Yeah, it was just routine. It was just yeah. part of his reinstatement. Remember, he's been suspended a couple of times, and so, you know, they're going to do their due diligence. And um, yep. so, always so far, so good. with the history. Right. So, but the media went, they went haywire, and it wasn't as big of a deal as they made it out to be. Um I agree with your assessment of Garrett. Um, the question is, can he? That's the question. Does he have the ability right. to do it? I think there's, there's, there's some X factors. I think we've already seen Jalen Smith is going to be the Jalen Smith from college. We've seen it this preseason. I mean, he already looks 100% better than at any point in the last season. So, and I've heard that the knee is finally firing back, and um, so he, 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 he's there. Um, uh, Kayvon Austin is a wild card in this whole story. Didn't play in a preseason at all. So he's a wild card. And can Lenahan be creative with this guy who is versatile as he is? I heard they were trying to just make him, just use him as a straight-out receiver. I think that's a huge mistake. I think, yep. I think you, 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 you make him that utility player. And, he needs you know, to be the jack of all trades. Yeah, I think I think I, why you keep jumping? I let you do your piece. Why you keep jumping into my phone? I just wait for you to say something. You know, I gave you your uninterrupted. Now you jumping into my segment. Man. Do what I do. This guy, you know, oh, he's my brother, man. Man. You know, he's my brother, man. Yeah, but I didn't interrupt you this time. I sat back there this and time. drank my cool, my cool. Well, yeah, that's true. But you know, my cool refreshing uh, drink. But anyway, um. <laughs> So I think that's an X factor. That's definitely an X factor. And then, of course, as we talked about on all our teams, we talked about it, uh, health, you know, can Sean Lee play 16 games? Can Tyron Smith play 16 games? Those were two critical losses at critical times last year that really hurt the team. And they still went 9-7. and seven. Zeke, I, it, you know, everybody is saying that Zeke's going to get, you know, he's going to do this, he's going to do that, he's going to be, um, you know, the bell cow back to Dallas. Oh, yeah, he's going to run the ball. He's going to get a lot of touches. 
But I, I, I think people need to slow their roll for a minute. I don't think it's going to be what everybody thinks. I, I really don't. And the reason is because um, they cut Bo Scarborough, and then they re-signed him to the practice, practice squad, and they cut Darius Jackson, and he's now with – I don't even remember who picked him up, but another team, he's gone. Somebody else picked him up. So Bo Scarborough, they're – you know, their draft pick, their rookie draft pick running back, I don't remember what round he went in, but from Alabama, is now on the practice squad. Was it seven? Seven. He's now on the practice yep. squad. Okay. So pretty much for running backs, there's Bo and there's Smith. Um, uh, Rod what's Smith. his name? Jalen's brother, Rod Smith. Thank you, Jalen's brother. Um, that's yep. it. That's it. So I don't think you go to running back if you're going to give Zeke 400 carries. So I think we're going to see Smith um, – I mean, I'm sorry, Austin used. I think we're going to see Beasley used. I think there's going to be a little more passing than people are expecting. I really believe that we're going to see Dak air it out more because no one's looking for that because there's no Jason Wynn. There's no Des Bryant. You know, there's uh, you know, no X receiver. There's no number one receiver. There's no mega superstar receiver. And I'm like, you know, not that Dak is there yet, but – We've seen Tom Brady win Super Bowls without really, like, you know, good receivers, but not great ones. And then when he had one of the greatest of all times, they lost. We've seen Aaron Rodgers win Super Bowl with good, but not great. We've seen Drew Brees win with good, not great. Now, I'm not saying Dak is there yet. I think he's upward trajectory. But it can be done with that offensive line, assuming Frederick can come back at some point this year. And with the ability to be versatile – with Zeke, and um, and then that edge factor with Austin, you know, and you still have you know Cole Beasley in the slot, who two years ago had 75 catches, was unguardable two years ago. So I, I have some optimism, but I'm concerned about the center position, and I'm concerned about just overall health, and frankly, I'm concerned. I agree with JB on this one. Jason Garrett's got to do the coaching job of his career, and frankly, if he doesn't do it, he's fired. And, and, you know, we saw Wade Phillips get fired after 10 games in uh, 2000, and I believe it was 2010 that he was fired in 2009, 2010. It was 2010 season. Um, it, you know, if, if Garrett comes out, and I think it was, he was like one and seven or two and eight or some crazy schedule or, you know, um, but he was sucking it up and lost the team. If this happens with Garrett where they start losing early and the team starts to get away, he's, he's gone. He's gone. Trust me on this. He's gone. Goodbye. This is it for him. This is it. And he will not be a head coach again for a long time, if ever, if he loses this job. He'll be an offensive coordinator somewhere. He's a damn good offensive coordinator. Someone will pick him up, and he'll be an offensive coordinator. Probably for the Giants or something like that in NFC, in the NFC East. <laughs> um, so we will see. Big game Sunday, 4 o'clock, Dallas at Carolina. Huge game. Carolina is going to come to play. You know, everybody wants to beat Dallas just because it's Dallas. So, um, and we've got two of the best linebackers in the game on both sides of the ball. You know, Keekley and and uh, uh, Sean Lee. So, hell of a game coming up. So, good analysis, JB. And man, we can only we can only hope. So, um, oh man, I can't I can't wait for Cam just to to disappoint you on Sunday. It's gonna be awesome. Oh, Lord. talking about Cam Newton all the time. Here we go. Let's go, Cam. 
nasty way. Yeah, you, um, you, you ever see a parade and then there's that guy that comes at the end with the broom and he's sweeping? That's case bar. All right. Anyway, um, <laughs> but one thing I wanted to add to you um, with the receiving core of the Cowboys, a lot of talk has been about the chemistry between Dak and, and Gallup, the third round pick. Between on Gallup and team, baby. Yeah, yeah, well, he's on mine on the other one, too, because I was going to pick him, but I obviously scooped him up in that one, but that's all right. Uh, we're, we're thinking the same way. Let me ask you this. Between Gallup and the rest of the receiving core, who do you think of the newcomers, who do you think is going to be the one that, that is going to step up? Hearns. It's got to be Hearns. Um, you know, he, he's the one that's going to play the X. He's the one that's playing the Des role. <clears throat> um you know, we've had Terrence Williams, and I know you said of the new ones, but Terrence Williams is a complimentary receiver. He scares nobody. So Hearns has to go out there and play like he played a couple of years ago where he had 1,400 yards. He's got to go out there and play as close to a Dez Prime level as he can. Um, I, you know, Gallup, hey, you and I are thinking alike. I think, I think he's going to be a surprise I think that's a guy that can go out and get 30, 40 catches, may, may do well enough to even move Williams out of the second spot and take that spot. I think, I think the upside of Gallup, long-term, he could be the guy. You know, you know Roman Reigns says in a wrestling, I'm the guy, right? I think Gallup could be yeah. the guy in a, in a year or two. He ain't going to be the guy this year, but I think he can make some noise. But Hearns has got to do it, bro. Hearns has got to be the one where they, they say – man, I didn't know he was that good. Let's roll the safety over there. Keep an eye on this guy. Um, <clears throat> because when you think about <clears throat> uh, Zeke in his rookie year, DeMarco Murray two years prior to that, Witten and Dez were on that team. And so you had to pay attention to these guys. Well, Witten is gone. I don't know who they're going to start at tight end. And every tight end I've seen on that team, I don't see anyone – that I'm excited about as far as a receiving threat. You know, Jeff Swain and Rico Gathers, Mr. Marijuana himself. Um, I, I don't – and there's one other guy. I don't remember his name. I don't, I don't see nothing there that has me. Yeah. What's that? I think Mick Swain or something like that. Mick something. Uh, yeah, Mick something. Um, but Hearns has got to be the guy that they say, you know, and they need to establish him quick so that the defense says, because what they're going to do, let's be honest, we already know what's going to happen. So you can't do this in Pittsburgh because you got this guy out there called, you know, A.D. Um, for my money, he's still the best in the game. I hate saying it because, you know, K-Star, you know, goes over there and starts doing the Tebow when I say it. He gets all happy and he gets down and he kneels every time I say that. Um, but, yeah, he's the best in the game. No disrespect to Julio Jones, but Brown's the best in the game. So you can't, you can't, you can't leave him single covered. The guy will kill you. So you're going to double cover him, you're going to, you, or you're going to do a zone or something. But you're not going to sit put eight in the box to go at Bell. So Bell, with his patient running style, he can see, are you cheating with that safety or not? He gets up on the line, and he's watching what the linebackers are doing. He's watching what the safety's doing. He's so damn patient. Kind of annoys me, but damn, he's good. And then, bam, he finds a hole, and he's gone, right? Because they got to keep an eye on that guy out there. And then you got Juju Smith out there or Schuster, whatever the hell his name is, and so, you know, they yeah. have a lot of weapons. Well, well, you know, that that originated with the triplets back in the 90s with Michael Irvin, Jay Novacek, and these guys, right? And not a Steelers guy, right? Cowboys trying to do the same thing. Hearns has got to be that guy. If they want to put eight in the box because they're afraid of Zeke 
and they're like, we're going we gonna to single this man out here on an island. We're going to put our whoever, I don't know who they have in Carolina. We're going to put them. Then Dak has got to make them pay. Got to make them pay. And Hearns has got to bring that ball in. And if he does, oh, my God, look out. But if he doesn't, I don't know. I'm going to hope that. That honestly, I I hope that's the case. Um, I guess I have a bit of pessimism in me because when he was with Jacksonville, he had Allen Robinson as the number one. Hearns was number two, and that's how he was able to rack up all those receptions and yards because folks were keen on Robinson, and Hearns just popped up and was able to snag some balls. Uh, going to the Cowboys now, he's going to be looked at as the primary target because he's the most proven receiver when you think about tenure that they have on that squad. I'm actually going to go all in on Gallup myself and, and because of the simple fact that there's the supposed chemistry. They're going to be keying in on Hearns, and I think he's going to be the one that's going to step up. I hear what you're saying, and, and I agree with you. I guess because of the fact that he had Robinson in Jacksonville, I'm a little pessimistic, but I certainly hope he's able to do it. Well, let me, let me, yeah. let me give you reason to hope. Let me give you reason to hope. And this is – I'm stretching a bit here, but I can do this. Um, you know, there was this greatest receiver of all time, and his name is uh, Jerry Rice. And um, on Jerry Rice Day, uh, the number two receiver on that team caught 20 balls, right? His name happened to be Terrell Owens. And he caught 20 balls, a long-time NFL record, till uh, I think Brandon Marshall might have taken that record or somebody took it from him, but it was a long-time record that T.O. had. And at that time, we didn't know T.O. was going to be who he is today. Okay, so let's be fair. No one knew. He was a physical specimen, but, you know, rookie, second year, whatever. Nobody knew what he was going to be today. Um, fast forward to the fact that he is now a Hall of Famer. Um, on everybody who knows anything about football's list, he's a top five wide receiver of all time, period, end of discussion. Uh, it can be anywhere from people thinking he's number one to I haven't heard anything less than three. But I'll say there might be Chris Carter fans or whatever, old school fans that may have him at five, but that's it. So I think, I think there's, a, there's a possibility that Hearns, this could be his coming out here. It may not happen, but he's going to have that opportunity because there is no Allen Robinson now, right? Um, and he got a better quarterback in Dallas than he had in Jacksonville. Okay, I know Jacksonville went far and even upset somebody's team that's on this show last year. Well, come on now. You know, let's let's be honest. Better quarterback over there in Dallas than over there in Jacksonville. There's a better quarterback in Dallas. So let's hope, man. Let's just hope. Let's see what happens game one. Um, and I agree with you on Gallup, man. If Gallup, hey, I ain't even, I'm not saying he won't. I'm saying I don't expect it. But who knows, man? I mean, hey, maybe he comes out of the box, you know, and does something spectacular. And next thing you know, he's got six catches, 78 yards, and one touchdown. All of a sudden, they're like, yeah, he's starting next week. So let's see what happens. I'm all for it, man. I like the I like the kid, and he's got some speed too. So, and he got some hands. Yeah. So let's see what happens. Yeah. So. Cross the fingers. So, all right. Next topic. Um, I got two more topics, then we're gonna get on out of here. So, in case y'all getting tired over there, you know, over there in uh, uh, Maddenville host Madden voice host land. Um, <laughs> what do y'all think about um, Nick Foles starting? over Carson Wentz. He just announced today, um, you know, and, and 
Peterson literally just like a day or two ago said he was tired of answering the question. And then he came out today and just said, I'm announcing, announcing Nick Foles as a starter. I'm not taking any questions. I'll do a full press conference tomorrow. So I guess we'll hear more tomorrow because I know what they're going to say. Um, I, and I'm predicting. I'm going to tell you all how the conference, news conference is going to go. Um, so when do you think uh, Carson Wentz, what's his prognosis? Why is he able to start? And what's his prognosis? And when do you think, um, you know, uh, Foles will be, uh, Carson will be able to take the team back? And Peterson is going to say, we're going to take this a day by day. Right now, a major decision at uh, its next team comes Sunday. Uh, Carson's making great progress, but he's just not quite there yet. He's not cleared. So we're just going to take this day by day, week by week. And you guys will be the first to know. So we're not going to find out anything earth shattered other than Nick Foles is starting on Sunday. Um, Nick Foles has not looked very good in the preseason. Okay, let's just be honest. Um, so, uh, you know, maybe I'll start with, uh, I don't know who to start with on this one, uh, K-Star. Um, you know, is this an issue for Philly that Foles is starting? We know he was a Super Bowl MVP and we know what he did, but um, he was not very impressive in preseason. So is, is, should Philly be concerned, should the Philly fans be concerned that Nick Foles is starting week one, which is uh, two nights from now? Um, I wouldn't be. I don't think as as a Philly, you know, if I were an Eagles fan, I'd be too concerned that the reigning Super Bowl MVP, Nick Foles, which sounds funny, uh, is starting week one. I mean, I think this was uh, based into everyone's a lot of people's expectation uh, throughout the off season that this was a possibility and likely why they never moved fools for um, particular offers received. Uh, but I mean, you know, like with preseason, I'm not going to really hold that against them. At least I wouldn't. Uh, if, if I were an Eagles fan, simply because they weren't really scheming up and running these, you know, those unique plays they ran last year um, during that playoff run, those run pass options and whatnot, RPOs. Uh, so, I mean, I guess only what I would, the slight, only slight concern I would have is like, okay, well, what's the deal with Carson Wentz? When is he going to be back? Um, because, you know, again, you're not, you're not really sure what his timetable actually is. You know, last year with Andrew Luck, there was the uh, rumor that he was going to play at some point. It just never happened. Now, I don't think Philly's there with, with Wentz. I'm sure it's just going to be a few weeks. But, I mean, no one really knows what he's doing. You know, he hasn't even cleared the contract yet. So, uh, yeah, you're fading there. I can hardly hear you. Oh, Where you go, okay, son. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. No, I was simply saying the only concern I would have as an Eagles fan is what the timetable is for Carson Wentz's return. Um, but I would feel pretty confident with Nick Foles playing uh, while, you know, Carson gets better. But I was just worried that, you know, that that date in which Carson's expected to return keeps moving later and later on in the season. Um so, you know, short term, I think they'll be fine. I think Eagle fans should be confident about that, but I would definitely have concern about Carson's uh, health and availability for the season. You don't want another Andrew Luck situation from last season where he just never played. Okay. So, K-Star is not worried. JB or Train, are either of you worried? Uh, I'm not surprised that he's starting. Uh, I'm concerned with the poor preseason play. Uh, hopefully he's able to garner some of that magic that he had in the postseason. But I believe the Super Bowl hangover is real, and I think he may be experiencing that. Uh, so I will... you didn't answer my question. 
What's the Are question? you worried or not? The question is, uh, would I you think, be worried if you're a Philly fan? Yes. Based on his play, based on Super Bowl hangovers, I'd be concerned. Yes, I would be worried. Okay. Train? Um. Uh, my short answer is uh, yes. I, I would be a, I, I would be a little a little worried, but I'm but I'm at the same time I'm not just put a whole ton into into preseason. But it's it's very difficult to to repeat um, regardless. And he wasn't meant to be their starter uh, even for even for this year, you know. But they kept him because they knew they they you know there's a part they knew there was a possibility of Carson not being ready. But yeah, I, I think he did. You have to be a, a, a little worried with uh, at least with the one preseason game I saw. It just looked off, but that's why you got uh, the season head coach. Um, so uh, if I'm Philly, I'm extremely worried, and you know I think that that you know I I don't subscribe to the preseason doesn't count factor. Um, my team went 0 and 4. Now, the last time they went 0 and 4, they went 12 and 4 in a regular season and made it to the playoffs. But um, I was worried then, and I'm worried now because, and I'm not as much worried about the 0 and 4 as the quality of the play I saw. Dallas stunk it up, frankly. Dallas was terrible in the preseason. Terrible, just plain rotten. Jack had a few good drives. He didn't play much, but that was it. But the team. And I get it. I know all about it. I get it. Scrub and guys trying to make the team and not a lot of starters than I know. But you still have the same coaches and you're still out there playing football, even if it is preseason football. And, you know, there should be some level of quality that you can see. And I didn't see much of it from my team. So I'm very worried. And what I did see at Nick Foles was terrible. Throwing interceptions and getting sacks and Terrible. It was what led him to not be an eagle in the first place. I saw that play. So if I'm Philly, oh, I'm damn scared because you had a team that had a guy uh, play 13 games and got injured, and your backup came in and carried the ball largely because they created a scheme that worked for him that the defenses were not ready for, and he was very successful. And kudos to Philly, kudos to Peterson and the, and the staff, and kudos to Nick Foles for executing. Can't take it away. They, they won their first Super Bowl. God, I can't quite get that out. And, you know, they'll always have at least one in their trophy. <laughs> but we're a year later now. There's plenty of film out there on that team. And he looked terrible, whatever they were trying to do in the preseason. So if I'm Philly, I want Carson Wentz back. I don't want him back prematurely. You want him back when he's cleared and healthy and can take a hit. So, so, you know, but at the same time, yeah, I'm, I'm worried. You know, we had Romo out, right, three years ago. Romo was out, and Dak came in, and Dak looked good. And Dak was the fourth quarterback on the depth chart. He was four on the depth chart. And he ended up getting playing time and outplayed everyone in preseason. And next thing you know, he get bumped up to third on the depth chart. And then he got bumped up to two on the depth chart. And then the season starts, and they're like, you know, Romo still got the back injury, so, yeah, back team. And then we, on this very show, debated 
for weeks what happens. Dak was winning and winning and winning, and he baited, you know, what happens mm-hmm. when Romo comes back and blah, blah, you know, and it turned out Romo never came back. He did one series at the very end of the season, and now he's working for CBS and doing a great job and playing golf. Just like that, okay? So here we've got Foles coming in. And a little different situation because he's been in the league longer. He's already failed once in the league. When I say failed, he was out of the NFL. Now he's back, and kudos to him. Put together a nice run last year with help from his offensive coordinator and quarterback coach and head coach, and, and they won a Super Bowl. But we know what happened in the NFL. We've been around, right, guys? We know. We had this conversation years ago when we talked about the read option where our very own K-Star was, was blowing up Chip Kelly, the best mind in all of football and the best offensive all of football. And what did we say? Hold on, bro. Hey, hey. Hey, without Chip Kelly, the, the Eagles – listen, last year Nick Foles was successful because they installed Chip Kelly concepts, so let's not just shit all over on Chip okay. Kelly. I mean, he but, was but, – uh, but, Wait, wait, slow, slow, slow your roll. The, the read option was here before Chip Kelly, so let's, let's not give Chip Kelly um, – any undue credit. The read option was already here. And that's what they that's what they installed. And they didn't do the hurry up that Chip Kelly was doing, if you recall. The thing that I said wasn't gonna work. And I was right. Nice nice oh, and by the way, now. and by the way, by the way, by the way, Nick Foles is still an eagle. And I believe I was the only one on this show that said Nick Foles will be an eagle next year. Just want to put that out there because I had all of this discussion about you know, well, they're going to offer this, they're going to uh, offer that. No, blah, blah, blah. You, no, you weren't. You weren't oh, the only you one. Me? Were you with me, Trey? Yeah. Because I said, I, I said it would be more for them to keep them than, than to give them, didn't give them up. I didn't see a reason for them to trade. Yeah. I, they, I, that's exactly what I said from the beginning. I said, yeah. I'm pretty sure, Trey, you actually were. Pretty, Hold on, hold on, Train. We gotta check the archive. I'm pretty sure you're on the opposite end of that one. You can but... check the archives, but I wasn't looking. I wasn't looking for them to trade me clothes. Okay. I didn't think they would. I know where I was, and all I'm gonna say is, here we are, ready to start the season in two days, and Nick Foles is starting quarterback. Now I didn't know that was gonna happen because you don't know how someone's gonna heal. And yeah. Terrell Suggs blew his Achilles and was back in nine months, so you don't know. But I knew Nick Foles was gonna be an eagle this year because there was no reason. I, I do. I do remember the question being asked who would be the starter if Nick Foles won a Super Bowl and did well for the beginning of the next season. And that was the mm-hmm. debate that went around about that. I do remember that question being asked, and I still said it would be Carson Wentz. And the only reason it isn't Carson Wentz is because he's injured. No, I agree with that. I, I agree with that, 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 you know, the only reason is because he's injured, but – I I very clearly stated that, you know, there's no reason for them to get rid of Nick Foles. And now look, he's their insurance policy. I just think, I don't think he's going to be as good as we saw last year. And, you know, we'll find out in two nights. Um, But if I'm I'm Philly, um, yeah, I want my Carson Wentz back as quickly, quickly as possible. And I think... (laughs) <laughs> now, from what I remember about their schedule, <laughs> from what I remember, they have a tough game against Arizona, I mean, against um, Atlanta, and then I believe they've got some lower teams for the next two to three weeks. So I think they they have the ability, 
to kind of deal with Atlanta, win or lose, but then there's lesser teams, and I'd have to go look. I don't have it in front of me. I'm going off of memory from looking at this earlier. I think there's at least two to three games that are winnable with Foles, and then we're getting into October, and maybe that's their plan. Maybe the plan is we're going to do Foles for a month and then bring Wentz back. But, you know, now if Foles proves me wrong and goes out tomorrow on Thursday night and plays really well, lights out, and beats Atlanta, and then, you know, all of a sudden they go into October 4-0, and we could be looking at another. Now, I, you know, Romo was at the end of his career and Carson Wentz is at the beginning. So, But it would be very interesting to see at what point if Carson Wentz gets cleared to play, that, that'll be very interesting to see how that plays out if Foles performs. That's going to be interesting. Um, if Foles performs and Carson Wentz get healthy, Foles is going back to that thing. <laughs> well, you know, we, we would have all said that uh, Dallas and Dak, we would have said the exact same thing in the beginning of the season. All of us would have said, yeah, as soon as Romo's healthy, he's back. Because no one would have predicted that the Cowboys would have started 11-1 and under Dak, under rookie Dak Prescott. No one saw that coming. Not me, not JB, not Jerry Jones, not JC Garrett, you know, not Tom Landry from beyond, you know what I'm saying? Nobody saw that one coming. So I hear you, Train, and you might be right, but it would be very interesting to see because conventional wisdom says don't rock the apple cart. Conventional wisdom says you ride that high hand, right? That's what y'all said. That's what all y'all said when it was Dak and Tony Romo. Including you, Trey. You said ride that high. I did. I did. Yeah, you, did. you did, sir. You did. Different hand. No. I was the last. I was the. I was the lone holdout on that one. I went. I went. I went to. I went all the way to like way deep into the season before I finally said, "Okay, guys." But I was every week. I'm like, "Bring Romo back. Bring Romo back. Bring Romo back." But they didn't. Um, so that'll be interesting. So I guess we'll see. Um, all right. Uh, Storyline. This would be the last question of the night. Uh, I'm not doing predictions because, you know, we do predictions every year, and I feel like, you know, I don't know if you guys want to do predictions, we'll do them starting next week. I don't know. I just, yeah, so you care. I mean, you know, predictions, predictions, I don't know. But, what, what, you know, what is the storyline – and you can be selfish. You can be a homer on this question. I'll start with uh, I'll start with K Star. Storyline that you're looking for, uh, going to follow the most. You can do your team. You can do NFL. I don't care. But what's the storyline that you're gonna focus in on for this for this first week of the NFL season? Um. Hmm. Um. Quite a few good ones. Uh, from the Steelers' standpoint, obviously, we're, we're focusing on Le'Veon Bell. From the Colts' standpoint, I'm curious to see how Andrew Luck looks and if he actually can throw the ball down the field, you know, given his shoulder surgery recently. Uh, last year, that could have been out all year. Um, I'm actually pretty curious to see. I know I'm getting a few answers, but just off the top of my head. I'm curious to see how Dallas's passing attack looks without Witten and Bryant. Uh, and I also am curious to see how uh, Denver looks with Case Keenum. So there would be a few things to look out for uh, that I'm looking forward to see. Okay. JD, storylines you're going to follow first week. Yeah, there's a ton of them out there. So I think the very first one really revolves around contracts. 
Maybe on Bell contract. Odell Beckham getting his money now. How is he going to play? As we talked about before with fantasy football, careful with those that get their money. We've seen that happen before. They get their money, don't play as well. Also curious to see about uh, Deshaun Watson, see if he's going to be able to rekindle that same magic that he had before he got injured last year. Uh, definitely curious to see about that. Okay. Back to train, week one storyline. Mm. <laughs> Man, it's, it's real easy to go with my own team. I mean, <laughs> it's a huge trade, and uh, this one game won't say, won't say whether it's worth it or not, when it, when it lose, but um, you got to see where Chicago is after this trade. Uh, I, I honestly think of uh, bigger stories would be uh, – Really, those who are not in camp. So, really, I'm, I'm looking at the whole Lady on Bell situation. Because this dude really going to hold out. Because most guys, they, they fold right before right before the season starts. And uh, it's kind of past that threshold that says he will be here for game one. So, uh, if he's really going like, to hold out to get his money. Okay. Um. So for me, outside of Dallas is going to be um, Cleveland. And, you know, with all of the talent they've added, um, how good are they going to be? And, and, and it doesn't necessarily mean they have to win to show that they've improved. But, um, you know, will they be competitive against, you know, a perennial juggernaut in Pittsburgh? Um, so it's, it's really early on a litmus test, really for both teams. Can Pittsburgh go in and beat a team that, by all accounts, they should beat week one? Um, and can Cleveland put together a competitive performance and show that maybe they've arrived? Because Hugh Jackson, let's about Jason Garrett being on a hot seat. There's no hotter seat in, in the NFL than Hugh Jackson. And I'll tell you, <laughs> I stand by everything I said after watching. And, and right when we're done, I am going to go watch Hard Knocks to see if there's anything on there that makes me feel differently. Um, I think he's a great person. I get the sense that he's a good person. My heart goes out to him, losing his what he loses his mother and his brother within a few weeks. Like, wow. Um, you know, me me having my brother right here on the show and mom, you know, sitting home somewhere, probably probably watching the tennis or something. Um, I can't even imagine how I would feel going through that. So, um, my heart goes out to him for that. But on the business end of it, I just don't – I just think he's kind of soft as a head coach. Um, I wasn't impressed with what I saw. And when I look at a team that's 1-31 in in the last two years, and then I look at his – what I think is kind of a lack of discipline, um, you know, I'm, I'm not impressed. So, hey, prove me wrong. Not that I'm anybody. I'm just a, just a guy with an opinion just like, just like the rest of the world. But I'm, I'm going to watch – I'm definitely going to watch that. Uh, closely. Um, curious about Luck. You know, he looked good in the preseason. He looked like he was, you know, rounded in the form. Let's see what happens when, when um, and he is my one of my fantasy quarterbacks on top of it. So let me see if I can rely on him. Um, and there's one more. Oh, and, and um, one more non-Dallas storyline is uh, the Giants in my division and Saquon Barkley. Um, I'm offended that a guy who hasn't taken one snap in a game that counts in NFL and everyone's talking about him being a top five back. 
I, I, I mean, that's offensive to me. Guy hasn't played a game yet. And I got Stephen A. Smith putting him as the second best back behind uh, David Johnson. <laughs> I'm sorry, behind Todd Gurley. So behind Todd Gurley. Does it have Le'Veon so Bell in the top five? Doesn't have Le'Veon Bell in the top five <laughs> because he thinks Le'Veon Bell isn't going to allow himself to get enough touches or some stupid logic. So, therefore, because he won't be as productive because he won't allow it because he's not going to let his body run down like he claims that Michael Murray was run down, he doesn't have him in the top five. I mean, I mean, I don't know why these guys have these high-paying analyst jobs and us four are sitting here doing this for free because the blasphemy of having Bell not in your top five and then you're going to say Barkley's number two and he hasn't – and I tweeted this. I'm like, can the guy play a game first before you put him in the top five? Can he play a game? One game? Give it, can, we, can we see him play a real game that counts? I don't, I don't get it. That said, I'm intrigued. I think, I think if you said potential, okay, I can't argue what his potential would be. You know, what backs do you think have the best potential coming into this season? Okay, if someone said, I think he's got the highest potential, or okay, I, I can't argue that. Um, but to say he's one of the top five running backs when he hasn't played one game yet, yeah, that's just stupid. So I'm curious to see his impact on the Giants. They say he's, he's coming in uh, one of the best ever prospects in the NFL. Um, with, with, you know, when you look at the NFL and you look at Zeke and Bell and Johnson and, and Kamora and uh, Gurley, Early. I mean, yeah, like where does this guy fit in? He hasn't played a game yet. So I'm curious. I want to see that. Um, I want to see Odell Beckham, as Jay kind of alluded to, now that he got paid, you know, is he going to play? Because we've seen this now, right? We've seen guys get paid, and then all of a sudden, they're just not the same anymore. So let's see. And then in Dallas, listen, honestly, the only thing I really want to see, I want to see Randy Gregory, David Irvin, and David Irvin suspended for four games, so it's not going to be, but I, I mean, I can dream. I want to see Randy Gurley, David Irvin, and Demarcus Lawrence on that defensive line because I'm telling you guys, assuming that David Greg, uh, David Irving is back at week five and assuming that Randy Gregory doesn't get in any more trouble, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a better defensive line in the NFL than a line that has those two guys in it. I'm just telling you right now, throwing Tyron Crawford as the other tackle, and oh, my God. Okay, oh, my God. So those are my storylines, and I'm sticking to it. So there you have it. Um, so, everyone, the season starts in two nights. Um, Atlanta at um, – uh, I think Atlanta's in Philly. Now I need to go look and see because I don't remember. Um, final words, guys, as I look up the first game. Final words. Uh, JV, what you got? Final words. Um, a couple of things. Obviously, started the, the season uh, – Hope everybody is able to tune in Thursday, catch it. I was tuning to the game Sunday. But also going back to Colin Kaepernick and the collusion uh, case, the name that's been forgotten or hasn't at least been mentioned much, and that's Eric Reed, who was a former safety for the 49ers. Hopefully he gets his just due as well. He wasn't uh, uh, an elite uh, defensive back, but he was very good. And uh, he's only 26 years old, but he's still a free agent, hasn't been signed by anybody. And I've seen folks – get picked up left, right, and center, and no one's really giving him a, a look because of this whole um, uh, anthem protest. And I find that appalling. So hopefully he gets his just doing all this as well. 
Okay, good point. Um, Dr. Train, any final words? Well, let me uh, let me let me do apologize for my outburst. Just an apology to say it's not directed towards you at all, KSR. Uh, I appreciate your viewpoint uh, on everything that we talked about. Uh, but there are certain things that I'm passionate about that I choose to stay silent, just because of out, just because of that's how I really feel about it. Um, um, but I like the way T and uh, uh, Jason just put it eloquently. The guys pretty much just dodged the real issue uh, and haven't said a thing about it. And there's really no excuse for that. Being being the president of our country, uh, the horrible representation of people as a whole. And really just kind of sucks. Uh, other than that, man, I am super excited about this trade. I'm super excited about what this, uh, uh, what Will Mack's going to do as a bear and our linebacker core. And I cannot wait to see Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, and Matthew Stafford take hit the dirt a lot. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so uh, yeah, Thursday Night Football is on NBC, guys. Um, yeah, I'm an idiot because I thought for some reason maybe it got switched to Fox, um, but it didn't. But I could have sworn I read something about that happening. But um, or actually, I think they're getting some of the games, but not this week. So uh, Thursday night, Atlanta at Philly. So Philly is home. So that's going to be a great game. And then just a few other games. You know, Jacksonville at New York. I kind of like that. Um, Houston at yeah, New England. that's interesting. I kind of like that one. Uh, 49ers, an undefeated starter in Garoppolo, who has not lost a game as a starter, going against Minnesota. So that should be an interesting game. Steelers at the Browns. I think it's interesting because we don't know what Browns are going to show up. Um, so I think that's an interesting game. Um, you know, another you know competitive Chiefs at the Chargers. That'll be a good game. Um, you know, not 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 one. It's like, oh my God, I got to see it. Good game. Um, Cowboys at the Panthers, uh, Bears uh, at Green Bay. That's a Sunday night game, and then we've got the Monday night doubleheader. Uh, the Jets with their new uh, quarterback at at uh, Detroit, and then the Rams at Oakland. The Mackless Oakland Raiders. Um, John, so, yeah, John Gruden's uh, debut. John Gruden's debut, and it's Monday Night Football. You think that was accidental? <laughs> I, I, I don't think. Oh, and Jason Witten's debut, uh, and he'll be on yep. first. Day. I think first. Yeah, he'll be on first take tomorrow. But Jason Witten's debut. I never saw Jason Witten as that role, but I also never saw Tony Romo in that role. And Tony Romo's done a phenomenal job. So, Romo, um, Romo's yeah, Romo's really. Yeah, he really is. He's he's really good at it. Um, Love him. Um, so I guess we'll see what Witten brings to the table. Wish him nothing but the best, man. Really, really sincerely do. Um, and considering he'll be, um, you know, in Bristol a lot, I hope I hope I get the chance to meet him. Um, so, um, but yeah, but that's it. So, so uh, everybody got their final words. Case started. Yeah, you did. No, 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 no. I didn't. Oh. I didn't get it. Oh, you didn't do your final words? No. Nah. I think we did. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did it. Man. Uh, yeah, I thought you did. Hey, man, I train, you're 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 train, I uh, appreciate the apology. I, I assumed it was more not really directed at, at me. Um, you know, my biggest 
and I say this pretty frequently, uh, or maybe not frequent enough, I don't know, but um, my biggest disappointment is how Trump handles the NFL controversy and that the police brutality things personally. Um, so I'm actually with you guys on on how Trump reacts to it. I don't think it's a good thing. I think it's polarizing. I think it's it's pretty selfish uh, to try to make it a political rhetoric thing, playing to his base. I wish he wouldn't do that, but um, anyway, I appreciate the, the apology. Um, certainly, it's accepted and uh, love you, man. Um, you know, and I'm I excited for these games. I'm sure. Punk ass. Punk ass. Oh, man. Um, I just want to to come on this show. I want Kickstarter to come on this show one day and say, guys, you guys are all right. I see it now. Trump's a racist. That would be the price of admission for me right there. I, I could retire from the Madden voice if K-Star came on this show and actually acknowledged, you know, that this guy's a racist. So I'm just waiting for that day because the good thing about it is I have no faith that that will ever change. I mean, he is who he is. He ain't going to change. He ain't got no reason to change because his base is racist. So he's going to play to his base. You know, Charlottesville, there's good people on both sides and all that bullshit and ripping those kids away from their parents. And I can just go on and on and on and on and on. Um, and, and I just want one day for all of this stuff and K-Star to be like, damn, damn, damn. This man's a racist. That's all I want. That's all I want. I'm sorry, K-Star, you had more to say? Yeah, I just think the man's a big asshole and narcissist. But, I mean, you know, if that happens, it, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility, man. Like I said, if that tape come out, I would say, you know, about, about him dropping the N-bomb or whatever that rumored was. I was, you know, I was one of the first people, I think, anyway, to say he should be impeached if that actually does come out, and I would totally admit I was wrong. Um, maybe it's blind faith. Who knows in that? I hope he's a better person than that. Um, but, yeah, anyway, he just laid out all the awesome games of week one. Uh, another storyline is Patrick Mahomes making his first start in Kansas City, uh, replacing mm. Alex Smith, and con- conversely in Washington, Alex Smith making his debut for the Redskins. So, um, man, there's a lot of big QB debuts and just debuts in general, like, you mentioned Saquon Barkley, so this is going to be awesome. Really excited, man. It, it, finally, it's here. Uh, football season's returned. I, I think the biggest storyline of the weekend is going to be, is he going to be in front of his TV set watching the Cowboys and the Panthers, or will he get a phone call with an offer he can't refuse, have to DVR the game, and then go hang no. out with the TV somewhere? No. Don't do that. <laughs> Do not do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you were saying that to me. Oh, okay, I just checked it. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know who you were directing that to. That was to me. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm not getting any. She needs. She needs a call back like three hours later, man. She has so many respect for you, bro. That be that was. Hey, listen, man. Hey, listen, K Star. I, I I know I probably got you by about twenty years in age. Okay, I'm guessing it's about twenty yeah. years. All right. Uh, so when you get to my age, bruh, and you get a cutie that calls and says, hey, you want to <laughs> hang out? You don't say no. <laughs> you say what time yeah. and where. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I could only be so lucky, but it would just be nice to have that dilemma. So that's, that's, that's the storyline of the weekend. Let's see if I get a call. <laughs> but anyway. Um, oh, we we right. need to follow up next Tuesday to let us know what happened. Uh, yeah, you'll you'll know how happy I am. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
You know, it was a few years ago, maybe two, three years ago. I think it was three years ago. And uh, that actually did happen. I went over to Long Island. Um, these guys, everybody knows I live in Connecticut. I actually live in Bristol. Jay, of course, knows we're both from Bristol, Connecticut. Um, I live maybe 10 minutes if the light catches me from ESPN. Very Not far at all from ESPN. And I, I went... I, got, I had the time of the game screwed up. I thought it was a night game, like the Bears is playing. I thought it was a Sunday night game. Turned out it was a 1 o'clock game. And I had went over to Long Island with um, a lady on Saturday. We did wineries and, um, you know, did our thing and stayed overnight. And so then the next day we're coming back, but, you know, had breakfast, you know, I mean, I, you know. Trey knows he just come back from Cancun. You know, you ain't in no hurry, you know. And um, I'm literally on the ferry trying to follow the game on my phone when I found out it was a 1 o'clock game and not Sunday night football. I thought I thought for sure it was Sunday night football, and I screwed up, and I actually ended up missing the entire game by the time, you know, I got to the ferry, got to my car, had to bring her wherever the hell I was bringing her, I think either to her car or home, I don't remember. Um, I missed the entire game. Um, oh, and Dallas lost. Um, so, anything's possible. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. All right. Enough of this. Guys, thank you all. Appreciate you. And uh, enjoy football, everybody. Thursday night, 820. Uh, Atlanta at Philly should be a great game. A lot of storylines out of that game. A lot of storylines all weekend. Hey, we ain't got to wait for the weekend. What's going to happen tomorrow? Is Le'Veon Bell going to show up? Uh, Skip Bayless has said he believes that Dallas will still sign Earl Thomas. I don't believe it, but could Jerry Jones have something in store? Is he waiting till the 11th hour? Remember, Dallas' secondary coach was Seattle's secondary coach. So technically, if they did bring him in quickly, he'd be ready to go because the call should be the same. He should be very familiar with what, what calls they're making. So there wouldn't be much downtime. So could that happen, you know? And what else are we going to hear over the next few days before the season gets started? I can't wait. I'm excited. The Madden Voice team is excited. We'll be here every Tuesday night, 9 o'clock, to talk about the league, to talk about what's going on. And, hey, let's see what other fallout there is over this whole Catholic thing. It's kind of exciting to me. Um, let's up the ante a little bit more. Let's see where this goes. So enough said for JB, the K-Star. And for the returning from Cancun, Dr. Train, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Madden Voice. We'll see you all next week. And, hey, we're finally ready to start the season. And like, I, like we say, every year, all feuds are settled on the field. Good night, everybody.
Thank you.